0: The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the first chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for He has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors to Abraham and to his descendants forever the gospel of the lord Praise i invite you to be seated There's a story that's been circulating via email and places like Facebook now for many years. The details change, but it basically goes like this On an American Airlines flight out of Kansas City, an athletic looking young man found himself sitting next to a very heavy set older woman whose body was not designed to be crammed into one of those really narrow seats. And he called the cabin crew attendant over to complain about the seating. What seems to be the problem, sir? Can't you see? He said, I can't possibly sit next to this fat cow. Looking at the woman with disgust. People like that shouldn't even be allowed on airplanes. I want another seat. The flight attendant left and a few minutes later returned with good news. Sir, unfortunately, economy is full. I've spoken to the cabin services director and business class is also full. However, we do have one seat in first class. And then before the man could answer, the flight attendant continued. It's most extraordinary to make this kind of upgrade, however, and I've had to get special permission from the captain. But given the circumstances, the captain felt that it was outrageous that someone should be forced to sit next to such an obnoxious person. Having said that, The flight attendant turned to the older woman and said, therefore, ma'am, if you would kindly collect your personal possessions, we would like to move you to the comfort of first class as the captain doesn't want you to sit next to an unpleasant person. As she rose to follow the flight attendant, nearby passengers began to clap and some of them even stood and gave an ovation. That story gets told again and again on the internet because it lifts our hearts. It's a story of hope, a vision of justice, a celebration of vindication and righteousness, where the oppressed are vindicated and the oppressor is left to squirm. Mary's song, the Magnificat, is the song of the oppressed. It's a celebration of vindication and righteousness. In a world where poor young girls in backwater villages go unseen by the powerful elite and never get their names recorded, God looks on the lowly and chooses Mary to be the mother of Jesus who will be called the Son of God. In a world where women's names are rarely recorded, In writing, Mary's name will be known and her song sung throughout history. My soul magnifies the Lord, she sings jubilantly, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed." Because God looks on the lowly and the powerless with favor and gives strength to the weak and brings down the proud. Because God fills the hungry with good things and sends the rich away empty, she sings, for God is merciful and God's promises are sure. In this radical reversal of all things, God's kingdom will be made right, at least from the perspective of the poor, Justice will be done and all our questions will be answered. So Luke begins the story with an elderly infertile couple having a child named John who becomes the baptizer who prepares the way for Christ. And an unmarried teenage peasant girl becomes the mother of Jesus, the son of God, and God's angels will announce the birth to smelly shepherds way out in the boondocks who are tending their sheep while King Herod and the chief priests at the temple in Jerusalem remain clueless. It's the upside down kingdom of God where nothing is like the kingdoms of this world. And so if you're on the bottom, if you're feeling picked on, if life doesn't feel fair, it is time to celebrate. Because the big guy may be ahead, but he's going to finish last. Our day has come, Mary says. Jesus proclaimed this upside down kingdom with everything he said and everything he did. Jesus enters Jerusalem on a donkey in the exact same moment that the emperor is entering Jerusalem on a big white horse. He is going to be crowned with a wreath of thorns when the emperor is crowned with laurel wreaths. But all of heaven and earth are under his jurisdiction. One day after church, he looked up in a tree and called this short man, and said to him, I'm going to your house today, Zacchaeus. The man was a tax collector. We remember Zacchaeus' name, but we don't know the names of the Pharisees or the Sadducees and the other in-crowd people. For the Lord has done great things for me, Mary sings. The Lord has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Jesus doesn't just do unexpected things. He tells unexpected stories, kingdom stories. A man was walking on the road from Jericho. He's attacked by bandits who beat him, steal his clothes, and leave him dying in the gutter. A rabbi walks by and seeing the man crosses to the other side of the road and passes him by. A Levite does the same. And then a Samaritan. We're all supposed to go, ooh, a Samaritan? comes by and seeing the man goes over to him, cleans his wounds, binds them up, places the man on his own donkey and takes him into the nearest town to went an in and pays for them to care for him until he can return himself. In the same way, Jesus said, one day when he went to a dinner party and noticed how the guests were choosing the places of honor at the table, he said to them, When you're invited by somebody to a wedding banquet, do not sit down in the place of honor in case somebody more important and distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you might come to you and say, give this person your seat. And then in disgrace, you would have to move down to the lower seat. But when you're invited, go and sit at the lowest place. So that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, Move up higher and then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And then he turned to the host who had invited him to the dinner party and said, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, don't invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors in case they might invite you in return and you would be repaid, no. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. And you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid in the resurrection of the righteous. And so Mary sings, for God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the good hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty, for God has filled the hungry with good things, and sent the rich away empty. But that isn't exactly the case either. For God is merciful to the rich and the poor alike. God sends the rain on the fields of the just and the unjust alike and offers the bread of life and the cup of salvation and the forgiveness of sins to all people. In the end, salvation and righteousness don't so much look like a reversal where the winners become losers. No, it looks more like a field covered in picnic blankets where a little bit becomes a whole lot and all are filled. It looks like a cross where we are all redeemed and called children of God, blessed and offered life abundant and eternal. It may look like an upside down world, this kingdom of God, where we love our enemies and forgive our debtors and share our resources and welcome the outcast and the sinners. But it's really a right side out world. It's really a right side out world where all people can dwell together. Amen.